What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast after a two-week break, vacation. I don't know if you would call it a vacation. Well, I don't call it a vacation. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We are back. We are back uh, in the dog days of summer where there's no good sports on. Last night at work, I literally had on in the bar iRobot. Because I didn't know what the fuck else to put on. There's nothing else. <laughs> There's nothing casino. Well, at least it's it was topical. Either... <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm wearing my Indiana Jones hat casino because the new when, Indiana Jones when, comes out when, tonight. I'm sure yeah, it's gonna you going to be dog shit. When are you going to see it? Oh, I know I'm you are. Tonight. And uh, well, that's I know you're yeah, going tonight. I'm like going when are you tonight. Going? Always a good. Oh, probably around like eight. But always a good sign when it's the opening night for a gigantic blockbuster movie from Disney. And there is at an 8 p.m. showing on a Friday night, there was four tickets sold in the giant, giant auditorium. Well, like, you know what? Not a lot of people go to the movies anymore. You're an anomaly. I still like going to the movie theaters, but I never go. I enjoy it, but I never go. I never go. The last one I saw in theaters was John Wick 4. Before that, I don't know. I couldn't. I honestly couldn't tell you. I really don't know what the last one was before John Wick. No idea. Years. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I but, uh, I like going to the movies. I, I You're right. But, I am an anomaly where I would prefer to see every movie in theaters. Yeah. Gotcha. And so, we but, just... we, but we're burying the lead here, buddy. Why are we on a two-week hiatus? Oh, Bearing I mean, the lead. that's a that's all you, Casino. Tell them uh, your horror story. <laughs> Tell them. Oh man! Uh, so the night before we're supposed to record because we're normally record on Thursdays. We're doing Friday today because of travel for the holiday. Um, as you can see, I got a different background. I'm in California, but um, so <laughs> two Wednesdays ago at work, everything was fine. I, I've been I hadn't been drinking since the. Um, Stanley Cup win. I've been working out, drinking water, trying to lose weight, trying to help my blood pressure. Well, all that working out did something horrible to me, actually. Working out put me in a hell of pain. I got a kidney stone. Had to pass that shit. And so, yeah, Wednesday night, dude, it was the most uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> it, 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 felt, it felt like a UTI where, like, you have to urinate, but then you can't. And then I was like, okay, whatever. You know, we'll get that checked out. You know, it's not the end of the world. And then all of a sudden I started getting back pain and then I started getting pain going through my side. And I was like, yep. So my, my dad has had one like a year and a half ago. My little brother had one about six months ago. So I called my mom and I'm like, you need to come to my work right now. Pick me up because I, I know I'm having a kidney stone and this is bad. And uh, yeah, that was the case. I had to go to the hospital. They put me on heavy medication. Um, and yeah, so that was fun. And then, they're like, oh, yeah, it hasn't passed yet. So here's some pain meds. Go home. I'm like, okay, sounds good. For all those who know the pain of a kidney stone, I'm, I feel you. I'm sorry. For those <laughs> of you who don't, you guys all suck. Ugh. Yeah. Luckily, I have never had one. Cross my fingers, I never do. Oh, it dude, sounds it like involuntary, involuntarily duking and crying and like couldn't, I couldn't keep my body still because. It just felt like somebody was ringing, like the devil was like ringing me out. <laughs> Ugh, it was Ugh. bad. 
Ugh. But <sighs> yeah, so that's why we've been away for two weeks. Uh, but now we're back. Also, we were away for two weeks. I don't know, just to take a break. But there's some news, but it's not. This is always that weird kind of like two and a half, three months. It was the perfect period. time for me to get a kidney stone. Let's just say that. It was. Thank God you didn't get it during the finals or the Stanley Cup or whatever. So thanks for holding Oh, yeah. You had to find a new co-host. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. also, I found out today. It is 69 days till the NFL season starts. That's right, Casino. 69 days. That's crazy. It, it feels like it just ended. I know. Dude, the the craziest thing is me and my son, my 11-year-old, are going to NBA Summer League. I know you were. I was, was going to talk to you about that once we got onto the uh, Wembenyama because his debut is going to be in Vegas. Yeah, and I I think... I won't be able, or actually I might be able to see his first game, but that one's going to be the one that's probably the hard ticket to come by because that's the player everybody wants to see. But I'm excited to see the Trailblazers for Scoots. I'm excited to see. Once you, I mean, when I went to, when I went one time to the Summer League, I thought you once you get your ticket, you're able to go from uh, the Thomas Mack and the Cox Pavilion back and forth. To whichever games were running or now do you have uh, the individual ticket games they might no it's not it's per day right so you oh, buy yeah, yeah. by friday's yeah. ticket but i think they changed it to now like there's two sets of games going on so you either buy the a ticket or the b ticket so you go see the cox pavilion one or the thomas and mac one and it's like you can go back and forth. That's I don't dumb. know. Uh, Good luck trying to monitor have... that because the connect that that connector is huge. Like that that yeah. walkway between because I mean they're, the buildings are connected. Like that's going to be a lot of tape and a lot of ushers trying to stop people. Well, I don't. To be honest, I don't know. Like because they give you tickets or wristbands or whatever it was. Last summer was the first time I actually like went to it, and it was cool. But it was also like we planned it where the three matchups we wanted to see were all in the same spot right after each other, so we didn't attempt to go to the other spot. So maybe they hmm. just have people standing there just for crowd control kind of thing. We probably could have just walked right through and it wouldn't have been an issue, but yeah, summer league is cool. I like how they do it as like a tournament style where there's actual like wins matter kind of, you know, and then it's yeah. like they do the championship implications, and to, like, to implications to winning and, and not losing. Yeah. It's like an actual tournament where, you know, some of these guys, well, most of these guys aren't going to be on like NBA teams, so it's like something you. nice to just fight for. So obviously, I mean, so we're, we 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 kind of just naturally segue into into uh, the NBA and the Wembenyama Wembenyama uh, um, talk, um, dude. It's Jesus. so funny when he was going when he was going up to uh, Adam Silver and shaking his hand. <laughs> it, it's just ridiculous <laughs> how tall this dude is. Um, I've never seen an NBA player where they are having everybody in their camp lie saying they're shorter than they actually are. Like that's right. fucking crazy. That that's, they're now saying insanity. he's like uh 6'9 or 6'11 because he doesn't have shoes on or something. I don't know, but dude, that guy is 
over seven feet tall. No, and... he's like he's like he's what like seven two or something like that. Yeah, minimum minimum <sighs> he is seven foot. Like that is the smallest he can possibly be. Would if you were the Spurs? Obviously, he went number one. Obviously, you had to go number one. They're saying he's one of the best prospects in NBA history. But if you're the Spurs organization or any organization who would have drafted him. Are you concerned about his body type historically not being able to hold up to the wear and tear of? Oh, that was NBA. that was going to be my question. That was going to be my question to you, actually. Um, but I'll answer first. I think it is a a very scary thing. Um, yes, obviously you've seen the highlights. He can hit the jumper. He can hit the three. He can drive. He even has some ball control, which is really insane for a dude that's seven foot or higher. And it's cool to see him do all that, but he's playing against much smaller dudes. I'm not talking height wise. I'm talking like bulk size. Um, Yeah. I, I look at him and I'm nervous for him to go into the NBA because it doesn't matter how good you are. If people are going to body you out, like imagine him going against Draymond green. You think Draymond green is going to get pushed around by that guy. Hell no. Not at all. He's going to have to be really good. In my opinion, he's going to have to be really good in the three-point shot. He's going to have to improve on that because how are you going to, you know, guard a seven-plus footer on a three-point shot? You know, that's going to yeah. be really tough to do. But um, I I keep talking to people about that. They're like, oh, he's going to be amazing. And I'm like, okay, well, look at his height. Um, I know we had, like, Gao Ming and whatnot, but he wasn't that and dominant Taco player. That was, that's where I was going to go with is Taco. Uh, being a Boston fan, watching Taco run up and down the court, is it's different watching Wemin Miyama because Wemin Miyama actually has, I'm going to say his name so much and it's going to get muddled every single time. <laughs> um, Wemin Miyama, but every time you, he runs down, he seems to have more control over his body than, I mean, Taco fall, oh, yeah. none. Everybody was excited, like, oh my gosh, he's 7'4", seven, 7'6", seven, or whatever he was. This he's, guy's he a giant. Seven, six. Yeah, 7'6". Seven, he's a giant giant he's he's going to be the the best player in the league well not when you know you can't just stand under the basket if he was able just to stand under the basket you know that that's a different thing but you can't do that um so i'm nervous for him he needs to bulk up maybe he can call zion williamson and they could do like a lipo swap i don't know um you know maybe that would help just don't ask him for dating advice yeah i was gonna say maybe that would help out zion's you know zion's dating life because that lady the not baby mama the his ex porn star yeah the porn star would be like okay well you know you finally lost weight maybe we'll maybe we could talk again (laughs) Uh. dude i saw an insane stat oh fuck i took a picture of it but it was so long ago where oh here it is uh this was from clutch points uh, on Facebook, it was Zion has been in the NBA for 1,338 days, and uh, Moriah Mills started tweeting about Zion 50, yeah. 15 days ago. So, in that span of time, she has sent 135 tweets about Zion Williamson. Uh, Zion Williamson, in those same amount of days, has only played 114 games. Now, obviously, one is much easier than the other, but it's the 15 days in two weeks 
this random ex ex love interest of Zion tweeted 135 tweets. That is that's impressive. That's it that's is. a streak. But please continue. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I'm I'm worried about it. Um, but I I, I think the size is going to be a downfall for him, um, especially yeah. if his jump shot and his three point shot fade because you're not gonna he's not gonna get down down low as easy as um as easy as he thinks because like i said you put somebody like draymond down there he's gonna get bullied he's gonna get bullied draymond won't put up with it um but hey he's got time he's got time to bulk up you know uh he's got time to bulk up and, and and nothing about you know where he lived and you know their food and their cuisine but you know we've got fast food we've got something that can bulk him up we, we we've got we've we've got that that greasy gross food for him to to get bulked up, especially down in Texas. Come on, man, that that kid's gonna bulk up. He's he's definitely gonna bulk up, dude. I that you just reminded me. I watched the NBA draft. Uh, ESPN's NBA draft coverage was maybe one of the worst television shows I've ever seen in my fucking life. They I, did... I watched the Wimbenyama draft and that was it. I stopped watching. Oh dear lord. Like the NFL draft, it's you would think like the a draft is a super easy show to put together because you go we're going to show the guy either in the uh stadium hugging his family and being like we're going to give him the stats and where he came from. And then we're going to show highlights and then he's going to go up on stage and then we're going to have analysts talk about him. Right. And then if he's at home, you show him getting the phone call, his family's freaking out. You show the highlights and then the analysts talk about him. The NBA draft coverage was we're going to show the player getting drafted. We're not going to show any highlights whatsoever no highlights None. for whatever fucking reason. And then we're going to sit them on the couch with their family. And then every single player that gets drafted who is sitting there with their family, we're going to ask the family how proud they are of their son. What? There's 30 NBA teams. What variety of answers do you expect 30 different parents to say when the question is, are you proud of your son who just got drafted into the NBA? Why is also, that you know the what? only question we're asking? I, that? I have no idea because they don't know how to, they don't know how to do media. Like God, we could, I mean, you know, we're just starting up our podcast, but I really feel like I could be more successful than probably seven. Nah, let's, let's call it 69% <laughs> of the media that's out there. Um, it was so it's bad. It was so I mean, bad. yes, I gotta work on I gotta work on my public speaking skills a little bit more, but like uh, I'm do sure you I have a better it. question than are you proud of your child? Because if you do, you're already better than everyone involved in the NBA draft show. And then it was like they Why had did they have him so far away, by the way. Dude, I like don't he know. Had, he walked like <laughs> that was I, I, I watched somebody somebody placed a like a hundred dollar bet on that he would shake Adam Silver's hand within a minute. Yeah, you sent me yeah. that. And the way it took, he was so pissed, it took like it took like four minutes before he got up to shake Adam Silver's <laughs> hand. It was ridiculous. But uh, that's an exaggeration, but close to it. And then they had the uh, like the draft analyst or whatever get in front of the desk and be like. This is how hard it is for Victor Wembenyama to move 
And then they just had her being like, his hand's over here, but his foot's right here. And he needs to step over here to get, and it's just like, what are we doing? Like, yeah, no shit. It would be harder to move as a seven foot, six inch giant person. Like, yeah, no shit. His arm is farther away from his leg. Like, it was just like, the, the this is the thing that annoys the fuck out of me. The Super Bowl and the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup, that's where you get analysts to do the dumbed down version of covering the sport right because that's where you're getting when you finally get everybody's looking at you yeah like everybody's looking nobody there's people every year who the only football game they watch is the super bowl just because it's well i mean right and so like you you brought up the you know yeah and you brought up the nhl like the espn broadcast which we're doing a segue here the espn broad um broadcast the best person that they had on there was uh was uh mal uh not malcolm his brother uh oh my gosh suvan i forget why am i blanking on his name yeah no i know who you're talking oh my about. gosh yep <laughs> apparently the kidney stone messed up my brain too uh pk <laughs> there we go pk suvan he was the best part about it because like he at least had like a fun segment where like he was like doing their like outfits um you know pre pre and post game um attire and you know stuff like that but everybody else like I was like, you, you you just don't think th- one lady actually had to explain rules to one of the analysts. And I was just like, <laughs> are you kidding me? You're covering the NHL playoffs and you have to be corrected um, by, I forget whatever her name was, um, who obviously follows hockey and, and, and actually reports on it, you know, for a living. And yeah, she actually had to teach him the rules. And I was just like, this guy's an, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> the, the best broadcast was the TNT broadcast. I mean, they yeah. actually had the grace. They had Lundqvist. They had Gretzky. You know, they had all those superstars. So that was well, crazy. Yeah, that's that ESPN why, couldn't do it. Um, well, that's why TNT does far better like NBA countdown broadcast because you have oh my goodness by Charles far. Barkley. You have Shaq, who are funny like commentators, and they know what the fuck they're what talking about. What has happened to ESPN, man? Yeah. Outside of Scott, outside of Scott Van Pelt, I think that is well, and that, PTI, that, yeah, and PTI, PTI. It's fun; those two are great. Um, and then Scott Van Pelt. Besides that, the rest of ESPN, I never, I never get on ESPN. It's no. it's awful. It, it I can't stand it. With that being said, hey, why don't you roll into the great news that happened today live? Yeah, we're doing so, this live. The, uh, well, the crazy, we're talking about the dog days of summer where nothing sports related is really going on. And ironically, the most, the biggest sports story was not about sports itself, but about ESPN, the company that is, I would still say they're like they're the number one name they're, in they're, sports yeah. coverage, right? Like oh, by, by far, even no, though by far. Yeah, even though you look at their ratings and I mean, they never like they have nobody ESP watches. One, they have ESPN one. They have ESPN two. They have ESPN news. They have ESPN U. They have the Ocho. Like they have everything. Yeah, the Ocho. Uh, you know, you know. I look but, forward to that. I look forward to that every single year when they I put uh, ESPN two. They turn into the Ocho. Dude, I mean, they who doesn't just, want to watch marble racing? They should do that like, all, all summer. All summer it should be ESPN, the Ocho, and baseball. That's just what it should be. But uh, this morning, 
as we're recording this a couple hours ago, ESPN uh, fired over 20, not employees, 20 on-air personalities, which is fucking crazy. Some of the big names that were fired include Max Kellerman, Keyshawn Johnson, Jeff Van Gundy, Jalen Rose, uh, Susie Colbert, uh, Matt Hasselbeck, Steve Young, basically everybody that wasn't Stephen A. Smith, uh, Mia Kimes, is that her name? Mia? Mia Kimes? Yeah, yeah. I think it's Mia. Uh, and then we could be what, butchering like, it, but again, we don't pay attention to them. Yeah. They're bad. That's why they got I fired. just know her name because I've seen her on like other sports shows I listen to. Not <laughs> podcast, obviously, because we're the only sports podcast. But... As far as those names, any of those ones shock you, Casino? No. None. <laughs> I think the only one that really shocks me is Susie Colber because she seems like kind of the Chris Berman-esque figure where it's just like she's always there in terms of like ESPN covering the NFL. Like you always expect to see her face kind of there. Also, Steve Young. That- I feel like is a really good sports commentator. So it's weird that they yeah, fired him. Yeah, but how much was he how much was he demanding? Cuz I'm sure Steve Young was not cheap. That's And true. so let me ask you this, do you think this was just for ESPN to do this? Do you think this was just a a money thing because they're they're losing money or do you think they're just let me say do you, do you think they're doing it because they're losing money or do you think they're doing this because ESPN wants to make more money like the higher ups? Or do you think they were they were just bad and they want to restructure and bring in fresh blood? I think it's a little bit of all of it, but the company, no pick one no well this no one no, no scapegoating. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the company reported operating profit grew fifty six percent in twenty twenty two. So they didn't need to. They don't need to uh, cut anyone to like not lose money. Get what I'm saying? So they grew they by over half. Filling, are they talking about filling those spots or are they just getting rid of it and letting, and are they just letting Scott Van Pelt take over? You, you live in the studio That's now. The this, this, part. this is yeah. your desk. This is your desk. You're going to pee here. You're going to raise your family here. You're going to eat here. Everything right here in this desk. Well, the crazy thing is ESPN is also laying off seven or no, I'm sorry. Disney, the company that owns ESPN is laying off 7,000 employees, 7,000 across all their, you know, media. They're obviously the the evil empire of media where they fucking they've own gotten, everything. Yeah, yeah. So they've gotten dude, way too Dis- big. Disney's, Disney's rolling. Walt Disney's rolling around in this grave, dude. <laughs> Uh, but I do think that with these names, and we were talking about this before we started recording, like the only number I've seen, and I'm assuming most of these, uh, on-air personalities who were laid off were making somewhere in the ballpark of this. If he's ma- Keish- if he was making this. Dude, that's what I'm like- saying. Keyshawn Johnson was making over, or he was scheduled to make over $18 million. I don't know if that was the year or like his contract, but $18 million for Keyshawn Johnson. I don't know what show or program Keyshawn Johnson was on, let alone there's no one in media right now 
besides maybe like what Joe Rogan, maybe uh, Pat McAfee, who are bringing in the type of money to justify almost $20 million. Like there's no fucking, there's no fucking way. Like, yeah, yeah, I love Susie Colbert and I love Jeff Van Gundy. And I thought Jalen Rose is actually a pretty damn good, like, basketball. And you said uh, S- Steve Young as well. But just yeah, imagine, Steve- just imagine how much Steve Young was making. No wonder. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, here's the thing. I, I, I know Brady's not going to ESPN, but no wonder Brady was like, oh, you know what? I'm done playing football. You know, I don't have my superstar model wife making all the money anymore. <laughs> I have to go and uh, I have to go work for a living now. So he needs that money. <laughs> uh, I think Sorry. the biggest, <laughs> I think <laughs> the biggest fall from grace, though, from this list of names or whatever. And I always found him annoying as fuck. But ESPN really took Max Kellerman and was like your new Skip Bayless when Skip Bayless left and went to Fox Sports 1. Remember it was like him and Stephen A. Uh I don't want I don't watch first take. I don't watch No, but they always I don't like were... those fake bullshit like debate shows where it's just like people just making dumb arguments just right. so they can have arguments. Like I fucking right. hate that format. That's why I like PTI. So- because most of the time those guys agree and they're just like talking, right? It doesn't right. feel like manufactured. You have to disagree, you know. And then that was the thing. Remember, um, we we talked about it where um, uh, Shannon Sharp was actually legitimately all all pissed off with Skip Baylor, and he was like, "No, you know, this is not an act anymore." Just like Skip Baylor. Did Skip, Skip Bayless? Bayless? Jesus. <laughs> what, Baylor? I don't know. Skip Bayless. Um, but yes, yes, Skip Bayless. Um, but when, you know, Shannon and Skip were having their their actual legitimate argument and, you know, like Shannon wasn't showing up to work, like that was a real kerfuffle. That was a real thing where they did not, finally did not dis- agree on something. They disagreed. But yeah. most of the time, that's just all bullshit show. So, you know, I also they, they make... I guarantee you Skip Bayless, like, isn't, like, I know he's a diehard uh, Cowboys fan, but I I have trouble thinking, like, he's that ignorant to to thinking that the Cowboys are going to be the, the greatest team every year and how he, like, oh, it's the Cowboys year. Dak's amazing. He's the best. Like, but, like, he has to be playing that up because he can't be that dumb. Like, he but just see, can't that's- be. That's the crazy thing is like people who have been at that network will say like, no, that's the real guy you see on TV, which makes it even worse. If he's not playing a character and that's really him and he's that successful. But are are they right? But are they in on it as well, though? Yeah, but if they don't work there anymore, why? or maybe, you know, maybe Skip is that crazy. And then maybe Skip is that crazy. And fair enough. Maybe if Skip is that crazy, but then they're like, hey, Shannon, you actually, like, you have to be the one to, like, ping pong off of him because we know he's nuts, you know. And maybe that's when, you know, Shannon was finally like, I'm done. You know, that, that as you could tell, uh, we're not big fans of of that <laughs> show. Well, Just I don't, I mean, say. there's not. I mean, like, hell, I I got like, his, uh, I, hell, I got his name wrong. I said Skip Baylor. <laughs> I like, uh. Colin Cowherd show I like, but I but I like uh first oh, things first. But he but I that's like Fox Sports One. Yeah, but, well, that's but what Colin's I'm on Fox I Sports. Like, 
Yeah. I like both those shows, but I also don't sit down and watch and them to completion. And I just watch clips on YouTube. And to be honest, outside of, like I said, I like Scott Van Pelt. I think he reports very well at night. I don't know what your take is on him, but no, no, I, I, like I think too. he does well at grasping all sports and really like, I, I think he presents himself well, but my favorite like fun show is PTI. But yeah, the last show I truly I was Sports Nation. That yeah. was on. That was amazing with with uh, Colin Cowherd and Michelle Beadle. I love I love that. And that was an, and that was an ESPN. And then he's openly talked about the other guys. Talk Sports One and. Um, company. He's so happy to be out of there. <laughs> so, well, also uh, I wonder, your... man. I wonder how many people like truly enjoy working for ESPN. Well, yeah, I mean, and that, well, now it's also just like they fired computer, so many man. people. It's it's my computer, it's... man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, but they fired so many people from ESPN now that were apparently on all. It, it's again, it said all on-air talents, but I don't know what shows most of them hosted. Uh, but now it's like, what does tomorrow look like? Like, what shows are they going to have? Is it just going to be twenty-four hour Sports Center and then whatever baseball game they have the rights to? Like, maybe I don't know. Like. It's weird, or I guess it's good timing. They did it during the summer where it's like nobody is really paying attention to sports all that much. Baseball's still too early in the season. Basketball ended, hockey ended, football is, uh, you know, two months, three months away from starting. So they have till probably August, September to put their teams together. But it's also just like, who gives a shit about ESPN? Like, there was that story. I don't know if we talked about it on this podcast where uh, Pat McAfee signed that big deal with ESPN where he's going over to their network and it's like his show's going to be live from I think noon to three, maybe 11 to two or whatever on ESPN. It's also going to be live on ESPN's YouTube channel. So this could also be the thing where they're like, we don't need all these guys because we're having a three-hour Pat McAfee show. But I don't know. It just seems like it just seems like Pat McAfee was the perfect YouTube personality. I don't know how well he's going to fit under the umbrella of ESPN. It just seems like those two things are opposite of each other. Thoughts on what are your thoughts on the Pat McAfee show? I mean, I watch clips. I think it's fine, but I don't think it's anything like fucking groundbreaking. Um, like I, I, I don't mind it. Like he's got a following. Um, I mean, he, his best following is uh, Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's gonna have him on all the time. So at least we'll get, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll get tons of Aaron Rodgers coverage. Um, at least I know I'm knowing what's going on in my division in football. Ugh, the worst. Uh, no, um, it, it's good for PN, I, I guess. Um, with the amount of people they're getting rid of and the show getting rid of, um, a solid start trying to, you know, already. Um, so yeah, though, I think it'll do just fine. 
Um, and then sorry for like watching and listening. My toaster on my trip with me. Um, this toaster is going to be gone soon. I am going to get myself <laughs> a new computer. So, yeah. GoFundMe uh, page. <laughs> GoFundMe. But, uh, because, uh, yeah, but I yeah, just thought all, that all was. Is all the bottles that fine? God damn it. Dude, it is. I can't. You're literally saying, like, all, and then it'll cut out, and then it'll just cut, 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 and then it'll come back to you just not saying anything. I cannot hear a fucking word you're saying. Uh, let's do. Let's jump to. Who? All right. How about you talk? Right, now... And then I just, I, I just smile. <laughs> well, no, now you're good. Now it's working. It was just that m- moment right there. But so I'm going to cut all that fucking out. Try to do the. Actually, no, fuck it. Uh, now that we talked about all the ESPN layoffs casino, and let's talk about, I guess, the the biggest news since in the two weeks we've been on is you, you touched on the NBA draft, but there was a bunch of NBA trades. Bradley Beal went to the Suns. Uh, Chris Paul went to the Golden State Warriors. Portzingis went to the Celtics and then Smart went to the Timberwolves. So out of all those trades, what do you think is the best? I guess what team got the best player in of those options? Um man, um I like Porzingis going to the Celtics, I'll be honest. Um, mainly because, I mean, if you're going to get rid of smart, you need to bring in the guy and, and I, the Celtics did it right. So I, I may be biased on that. I like just Porzingis coming in and filling a spot that needs to be filled. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, or I'm sorry. I the, said Timberwolves, Grizzlies, smart went yes. to the Grizzlies. My bad. Uh, I was going to correct it. And, and so him going to the Grizzlies, um, I, I even though smart is a great player and I like watching him play, I don't know how it's going to be successful with John Morant there and still being in trouble, which by the way, 24 games. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. That's re, that's absolutely ridiculous. You think you know, he's going to do it again? Oh, we already talked about it. It should have been a year. I agree. I don't think 24 it have been, games is. Yeah. I mean, half the end of, Half the NFL, I mean, half of Detroit Lions <laughs> are out for a year because of gambling, and they weren't even doing it on their own team. They were just gambling in general, and they're out for a year. Which I wanted your uh, – because the gambling thing, we've already talked about it. I don't think we have any new fresh takes. I did want your take sidetrack right now because we're just all over the place. Uh, I wanted your opinion. Did you see the – uh, I can't remember who the player was, but he said, oh man, let me find it. It was a great quote about, so you want me to go out and risk my life for 
to play this game, but I can't bet a thousand dollars for my team to win. That was his quote. Well, I know one of the I, I I haven't looked into all the players, but I know the one of the cornerbacks for the Patriots had had uh, issues um, and was vocal, so maybe that, that was him. Um, like I said, I've been traveling, so I haven't really pulled up every single thing that's been popping up on my phone, but I saw the highlight that cornerback for the Patriots talks about his disgust for the gambling policy. So possibly him, Ugh. but no, I, I, I think it's ridiculous, man. I, I do. As long as you're not like, if you're betting other games and, and other teams and you're not doing anything that's going to affect your team, you know, where you have a hand in, like, where you could play better, play worse, as long as you don't have any hand in it, I don't see the issue. I, I just don't see the issue. Because the NFL owners are allowed to gamble. They said they're not going to, but they do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh that's always been and it is uh it was your Patriots cornerback. It that's was Jonathan Jones, and the exact quote was, I understand rules are rules, but I can risk my life so my team wins, but I can't risk $1,000 on my team winning. Uh, I'm sorry, I missed the memo. What, uh, who in the NFL has died? Did, uh, where are you risking your life? You're playing a football game, and you're also, you're the guy hitting the other people? I know, but you can still get CTE. Um, you know, you, you you can still have all the brain shit, and you you know, you yeah. But nobody's forcing them to play. This isn't fucking gladiator. This they're not being forced in a pit to play football. They're also his, being paid his analogy. His analogy. Okay, that's fine. His analogy was bad, but his concept is still remains true. You're out there. Why can't you know? But it, you shouldn't bet on your own team. You know, I I agree with that. But why can't you bet on? other games going on you have a bye week that week why can't you be like hey i'm gonna go play some bets on these teams why not he's being paid 10 million dollars a year and he's mad that he can't bet a thousand dollars on his team to win like this is dumb this is this he's is a dumb of, person fine <laughs> yes again i don't like how he's putting it but the core concept is is in my opinion I, I I agree with. There's, but again, if I'm in the MB, if I'm in the NFL and I want to bet on my team to win, why would I get not give my friend Casino a thousand dollars and say bet on the Patriots to win? That's not against the rules. Me going into a casino myself, uh, not going into this casino, but going into an actual casino. I mean. It's always welcomed. <laughs> um, I get good comps in there, if you know what I mean. Uh, but hmm. if, I went, if I went into a casino and was like, here's $1,000, I'm a cornerback for the Patriots. Like, I'm a dumb person. I'm fucking stupid. Why, again, why am I not giving a friend, my mom, my dad, my brother money why do i have to be the one to say bet for this to win like it's that's the only way you get caught you're fucking dumb you're dumb Ugh. uh no i mean they can track it still 
Yeah, but then it's not illegal. They're not in the NFL. They have no recourse if it's my mom betting. She's not well, playing games. I I think there is something. Uh, I could be wrong, but I thought I did hear something about like families aren't allowed to do it. No, remember we and we talked about this when it happened. No, I don't uh, remember. A couple months Again, ago. I, I don't <laughs> remember. Stuff. I don't pay attention. Yeah. yeah. Give me uh, but remember, the NFL rule was it's even dumber than I'm making it because it's only you cannot bet on your team or on NFL games if you're in NFL uh, like facilities. So all these guys were getting in trouble because they were doing bets from their phone, in this case, from Patriots facilities. You do it in a, but again, that extends to if you're in the hotel room for the team and if you're on the road with the team. So that's where like the gray area is. But again, you're at home. It's not illegal. Like by the, not illegal, but by NFL rules. So you can be at home making these bets and you won't get in trouble. The second you step through the doors of a Patriots facility, then it breaks NFL rules. So again, it's even stupider than that. Maybe only... More stupid. It, more more stupid. stupid. Yes. Sorry, I live, I, uh, I live with an English teacher, so... <laughs> Maybe the only thing, and we'll segue back to the NBA, maybe the only thing more dumb, more stupid than that is John Morant doing the same thing where he got a light tap on the wrist a second time, and then the second time he also just gets tapped on the wrist for it. Like, what is going to, again, I think both you and I agree, it should have been half a season, it should have been a full season. Oh, Why I would think he it not been a full do it? season. Yeah. Why would he not do it again? He's going to miss 24 games and his team got better in my opinion with Marcus Smart. But like Marcus Smart can't lead this Grizzlies team. They were the number 2 seed last season with Morant missing a shitload of those games as well. They only got better. They didn't really lose anybody like And we talked about this Morant Grizzlies when team when, when, when Jaw when John Morant was out, there was actually a little bit better team chemistry. That's true. Yeah, they were. They had a better record with him off the court than when he was on the court. And then Smart, you know, they call him the heart and soul of those Boston teams. Like he seems uh, like a guy. I'm, I'm that, so sad that I'm so sad that he left. <laughs> I, you know I, what? I want. I, think... I, I wanted. I wanted Brown to leave so bad. Really? You would yeah. take. Uh, you would take Tatum, or you would take Smart over Tatum? No, I said Brown. Oh, Brown. Oh, sorry. Uh, but yeah. no, you would. But still, question. If you could either keep uh, you could either keep smart or uh, now I would I'm keep blanket on the name. I would I would keep get rid of Brown. I could. Yeah, I I yeah. would. I, I mean, again, you said it. Smart is the heart and soul of a team. And it's sad that he's gone. Um, anyway, oh God, those those playoffs were rough. Though. What about so? They what do you think about uh, right? What do you think about Chris Paul? I think it is maybe the dumbest move of all the trades we've seen. I don't think he works 100%. on Golden State at all. They None. have Steph zero. Curry. There's zero. There's zero percent that he works on that team. Absolutely zero. The reason I, I feel like the reason they wanted him to come over is so they can 
give Steph a chance to just be a catch and shoot guy and not a guy that has to run run the offense and run the plays. And yeah, but still, like, is that going to make him? Is that going to make the team better? Is Chris Ball, Chris Paul, a better ball handler than uh, Steph Curry with the ball? No, I don't think so. A- and especially, especially when Steph, you never know if Steph's going to, you know, cross up and 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 take a jumper. Um, and and so like where I'm getting at is like, oh. Steph Curry is now not now he's going to be the catch and shoot guy. We know what he's going to do when he gets the ball. When Chris Paul's going crazy, ah, stupid dogs. <laughs> See, uh, I uh, I agree with everything you said. I think the <laughs> I think the issue with uh, the obvious issues with Chris Paul on the Warriors is the Warriors got smaller, right? When obviously we've seen over the past couple of years, like the teams with size and reach are the teams that get to the promised land. We saw Anthony Davis, then Giannis, then uh, the Joker. And then we also saw Bam uh, Adebayo of the Heat have a great, you know, playoff run. So it's like, we see, the NBA, yeah, the Warriors, <laughs> yeah, the Warriors made it where small ball, catch and shoot, three point shot, you know, were dominating the NBA. And then the NBA was like, how do we combat, or other teams were like, how do we combat small ball? We just get giant guys in the middle who can control the entire center area of the court. And then we just feed the ball to them. And then we saw success with the Lakers. We saw those, those three teams, those three type of teams win three years in a row. Lakers. uh, What is it? Lakers, Bucks, uh, Nuggets. And then we have the Warriors with small ball have like the one last gasp of their franchise of their, you know, dynasty win that title. But, Everybody was like, "There's no way the Warriors can win." And you know what? I'm I'm happy they won that title because Steph Curry. Everybody was like, "Oh, he needs he needs to win one on his back," and he did. So I was happy they won that one actually Uh, because I like Steph. I like Steph a lot. I I, I outside of him chewing on his mouth guard, I think he's great. Um, (laughs) By the way, so kind of just talking about basketball. I know this is going from NBA to college, but did you hear the news? Uh, Obviously, it's been a couple weeks, but how San Diego is trying to leave the Mountain West. No, where are they going? Oh, they were trying to leave, and then they were trying the mount, trying to get the Mount West to like, like with the contract, like void this part of the contract, blah blah. blah. I don't know the whole thing, but they and Mountain West, the Mountain West were like, yeah, no, we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna, you know, give you what you want just so you can leave. And so San Diego State um, has now backed off. This just came through, backed off the intention to withdraw from the Mount West Conference. <laughs> I mean, I get why they want to leave because. They've been the dominant, dominant uh, school in pretty much football, basketball, and everything. Um, the college for pretty much twenty years now. Um, yeah, yeah. They want to get out and go do something different. That's fair. I get. I understand that. But yeah, no, <laughs> uh, that's still funny. they got rejected. Just it just popped up. Also, another one that just popped up. Going to another sport. These are all the breaking news that just keep happening. Um, <laughs> This one's important to both you and I because it's it happens for the Knights. Um, Aiden Hill just 
they were able to sign him to a two-year deal, uh, $4.9 million contract per year. Um, God, that's pretty been a cheap for a goal. He could have been a cornerback in the NFL pretty... making 10 mil. Could have. Yeah. And betting $1,000 yeah. per game. Damn. But, um, you know, that, really that's good good, good for the Golden Knights because they were able to uh, get a Stanley Cup winning goalie um, for less than $5 million for for each year, which is pretty crazy. Um, but, yeah, so anyway, back to what we were talking about. Um, uh, well, the last bit of news, the, I think the, the Porzingis, I like the smart move. I like the Beal move. I like all those moves. And then the only issue I had was the Chris Paul one because it makes no sense whatsoever. Correct. Uh, but uh, the other, Damian Lillard, do you think – that's a, that's a good storyline. Do you think by the start of the season he's still playing in Portland, or what team do you think he gets traded to? Uh, dude, I don't know. I mean, because they, they drafted and they – oh, did you lose me? There we go. Uh, no. They drafted and they uh, – you froze for a sec, so I thought my uh, my toaster was uh, heating up. Um, <laughs> pun intended. Boom. Um <laughs> No, but that that's an interesting one. Uh, that's a that's a very interesting one because, I mean, they they drafted and they traded and, and they did all the things to pretty much replace Damian Lillard. Um, I don't know, man. Um, I think he starts. I think he at least starts with them, um, and they could be gone throughout the season. But I don't know. What, what's your take? So this one's a this is a fun story to watch. Yeah, it is. This is the most interesting one because it's like Portland basically drafted Dame's replacement, right? With Scoot. Yeah. So, so I think I, he's going to be great. Oh, I think he's going to be amazing. Um, I, I really feel like it's it's who's going to give in first. Is it going to be Damian Lillard or is it going to be the or the Blazers? Like which team or which? you know, which group, him and his group, uh, Lillard and his group, or the Blazers, which organization are going to going to, oh, wow, I got tongue tied, uh, going to fold first and pull the trigger because they're pretty much like, feels like in a Mexican standoff. Yeah. Uh, the boring, the boring ones that always get like associated with his name that are not going to fucking happen. He's not going, even though I'm a fan of, of the team and it's my team he's not going to the fucking sixers they've been saying this for three years it's not fucking happening and then because they have because the sixers have nothing to give up the portland trailblazers are not going to take fucking harden which we'll talk about in a second but they have nothing to give for him uh he would fit on the team with Embiid, obviously but also we've seen this thing where it's like even if they kept Harden and also got uh, Damian Lillard, we have not seen the big three concept in the NBA work since the Warriors did it with Kevin Durant and then Klay Thompson was still at his peak. And since then, we've seen just like get your homegrown talent and then you get like the Bucks and you get like the Nuggets. And to a certain extent... You know, the Lakers kind of did the big three scenario, but they just got two, right? So I really think the new 
way in the NBA to win is either get a big two and build around them or just get one homegrown talent and build around him with, you know, and then hopefully you hit on like a Jamal Murray where he's, you know, pops off and then you have a big two that you kind of developed. Right. But as far as the Sixers go, get rid of fucking Harden, keep Embiid, let Maxi develop into your two and then just put guys who can shoot, who can defend, who can, you know, run a scheme much like the Miami heat did to get to the finals and then just go that route. Like we'll talk about that, but he's not going to the Sixers nets. Uh, I keep seeing nets or Knicks because obviously whenever one of these fucking things happen, we have to throw in both New York teams, even though the Knicks haven't been relevant in two fucking decades. No, but they, they get their name out there and they want people to look at them like, Hey, Hey, look at me. Look at me. I'm fancy. I'm New York. <laughs> that would be boring as shit. Boring as shit <laughs> if he went to the net uh, if he went to the Knicks. The interesting one that I do think is probably the most likely and I would like to see because I'm a Jimmy Butler fan, but I would hate to see it because I'm a Sixers fan is if he went to the Heat. If he goes to the Heat and then it's like they have at a bio, they have Jimmy Butler and then they add uh, they have great role players, and the Heat are one of those teams where they just find all these diamonds in the rough. If they have Damian Lillard, and then it's like you have the, that three matchup with a bunch of really good shooters, then that becomes a really dangerous team in the East, especially a team in the East we've seen multiple years now where they're like, I don't give a shit about the regular season. Let's just wait to the playoffs. And then they come into the playoffs like fully rested as a team. Then you can see, you know, maybe that team with the Nuggets doesn't that the Heat team doesn't beat the Nuggets with Damian Lillard, but it's going to be a lot fucking closer than it was. And I think that's the most likely scenario. He goes to the Heat. I also would sneakily like him to see him go to the Sacramento Ooh, Kings. You haven't used that word in a while. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen the Kings in uh, like trade talks or whatever, but if they could somehow get him, pair him with Fox uh, and Sabonis, I think that would be kind of an interesting team. Maybe the piece they need to kind of get over the hill, you know, of what they, of what their potential is. But yeah, it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see where he lands. Cause I don't think there's a clear cut, like, Oh, obviously he's going here. I think it'll be it yeah, it'll be really interesting to see where he goes. Uh all right, Casino, it's time. Let's talk about fucking James Harden. Uh so yeah. news broke yesterday that Harden was mm-hmm. signing a 30, I believe it was a 38 million dollar deal to or his option, 38 million dollar option to stay with the Sixers and then all of a sudden hours after that it came out that Surprise, surprise, James Harden is extremely upset with the Sixers. This is the report. 
According to sources directly involved in the situation on both sides, the Los Angeles native wants to play for the Clippers and the Sixers are already in the process of discussing his desired move. Harden is, according to uh, sources close to him, extremely upset at the way in which the Sixers handled his possible free agency and has made his dissatisfaction clear to the organization. And that's via, uh, or that's from the Atlantic, Sam Amick. So... You always hear that old saying, Casino, where you wake up in the morning and you go to to get your coffee and the barista is an asshole. And then you're driving to work and the guy in front of you is an asshole. And then you get to work and your coworkers are an asshole. And then you go home and your wife's an asshole. And then you look in the mirror and you go, man, everybody today was an asshole to me. And then it's just like, no, you're the fucking asshole because you think everybody's being an asshole to you. That makes you the asshole. There's yeah. no fucking way that every team James Harden goes on, they just disrespect him to unknown proportions, and then he has to get out of there for being so disrespectful. No, he thinks he's much better than he is. Maybe yeah. if you actually focused on trying to win a championship and didn't try to pull an Aaron Rodgers and you know just go for MVPs, <laughs> Um, you know, maybe well, people would actually thing. want to keep you, you know, yeah. maybe uh, like, what do you want? You want an organization to go, okay, you know, you're our superstar, but we're also going to bring in LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Murray, Steph Curry. We're going to put literally, we're going to we'll put together an all-star. We're going to put the U S team together for you, you know, <laughs> or, or the all-star team. We're going to blend those two together. I mean, cause you got to get Joker in there. You 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 put all of those together, and but yet you're going to be our superstar, and we're going to win 15 championships in a row. You know that's what he's expecting, and it's like, dude, you got to get off your fucking high horse. You're not that good. You could put up number, cool. You could put up numbers, but you don't play defense. That you you've never played defense. What organization wants to keep you? I I I think yeah. you guys need. I'm I'm I hope your team gets rid of him. I hope. I think I think at this point now they 100% will. If I was the Sixers, I'd be like, why the fuck are we going to trade you to the Clippers? Why do we give a fuck where you want to play? You basically are telling us to go fuck ourselves. So, why wouldn't we do that in return? The Sixers owe nothing to James Harden. They're the ones that laid their neck on the line for him and then he showed up in one playoff game and then disappeared for the rest of the playoffs. So it's one of those things where, and now Tobias Harris is getting into it with uh, fans on Twitter and they, <laughs> they, cause that always, does, that always does well. Just ask, uh, just ask uh, Kevin Durant. <laughs> that, that always turns out good. So <laughs> the Sixers are just in disarray, shockingly. And then I keep seeing these dumb fucking posts where they're like, trust the process, trust the process. The process did not work. The process was, we're going to build, we're going to tank for a couple of years, build a team that can win us multiple championships. You haven't even got fucking close. And like Casino was saying, Joel Embiid won the MVP last year. And then he completely shit the bed in the playoffs. So who gives a flying fuck about MVPs? Like you're saying, Aaron Rodgers kept talking about like, oh yeah, I want to be at my best to win MVPs. And then Gronk came out and was like, who gives a flying fuck about MVPs? It's about right. Super Bowls. 
Hey, exactly. And you want, you want to move on to another sport? Let's look at hockey. Like who, who dominated, who absolutely, God damn these dogs. <laughs> um, they hear me talking in here. Um, but all right, continue talking. Unmute myself. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, uh, it's one of those things where it's like individual accolades are great. They're great for the players. I'm happy Joel Embiid won MVP. But if you win MVP and then you win the NBA Finals and then you win Finals MVP, don't you think that's better than just winning MVP? Joker won MVP two years in a row and myself included still had a bunch of question marks about him being an actual winning player. And then he goes the next year after winning his second MVP consecutively and then has one of the best playoff performance runs ever, wins that title, wins MVP. And now people, myself included, are now like he's a top 10 all-time great NBA player. So that's what you want from guys like Embiid. So then when it comes to Harden, it's like you always hear the stories of like they just had one of the most devastating losses of James Harden's career. And an hour later, he's at the club playing. uh, And the night before he was at the club, or I'm sorry, he was at the club uh, an hour after the game ended. And the night before he was at the club and all off season, he comes in 40 pounds overweight. And it's just like, this guy doesn't give a shit about anything, but making money and like, individual accolades and great for him right it made him a shitload of money but i also don't want that guy on a, my team and don't give a shit about him leaving my team like i hope they trade him and get something back in return do not and i repeat do not trade him to the clippers in exchange for paul george paul george is james harden light he also has no playoff uh accolades to speak of so it's just like why would you trade uh this player for the exact same player it doesn't like just get i don't at this point i don't even give a fuck if you can't get damian lillard which you're not gonna get just blow up the fucking team surround just keep Embiid and maxi surround them with good shooters and we'll fucking see what next season is i don't i don't care the the Heat get better every year. The Celtics get better every year. The Sixers stay the same fucking team every year. It's so fucking annoying. Ugh. All right, Casino. That's all. That's all I had on my paper. Anything else you want to touch on before we get out of here? You are still on mute. <laughs> uh Domingo Domingo Germain with his uh perfect game, which is the marks the 24th all-time uh fourth um with the Yankee uh fourth person to do a, a perfect game um with the Yankees, uh, which is most of all time. But um pretty dominant. Uh, I don't know if you watched any of that, but it was uh I did uh, against the dominant by, by Domingo Germain. No, it was He's with the Yankees. They played the A's. So essentially, I mean, he did a perfect game against a uh, junior college team, but um, whatever. Uh, however, you want to take that. 
Um, but um, yeah, no, it's still pretty cool. Um, it should be the 25th perfect game of all time. Do you remember that one where the guy uh, uh, got called safe and he was out by like a foot and a half, by like a step yeah. and a half? Yeah. But I mean, it is cool. And um, they were actually pretty good plays. There was a few that um, there were a few plays that actually happened that um, were including the last one, the last out that had to be really good plays. Um, there was the last out was a super hard line drive on the ground um, to third and the third baseman was able to um, get it, snag it up and then get it to first in time. So it, it, it was, I'd probably say 90% dominant on the mound. And then the rest, uh, the 10% was really good fielding by his team to get him that perfect game, um, which is cool. I mean, it sucks that it's the Yankees, but uh, this guy can now, for the rest of his life, his autograph, it he can live comfortably just by signing baseballs. Yeah. For the rest of his life, because, That's you know, crazy. you're only the 24th person in Major League Baseball history which is how old um, and it's you know, the 1800s. <laughs> like, yes. So now, yeah. <laughs> so now, you know, you're, you're good. You're good. I did. Uh, I had ESPN on at my work and I was like, why the fuck does sports center keep cutting? Cause obviously it was on mute. Cause I work in a bar, but it's not like a sports bar. So the TV was on mute. We had music playing and there's obviously no like captions or subtitles or anything like that. So I was like, why the fuck does sports center keep cutting to this 11 and O Yankees A's game? And they keep cutting back and forth to it. And, but I can't hear anything. So I'm just watching it and like, nothing's happening. So I was just like, this is really fucking weird. And then finally, like, they, uh, the guy strikes out the last A's batter, or I believe it was the line drive you're talking about. And then the team celebrating like they just won the fucking World Series. And I was like, for a good 10 minutes there, I was so confused as to what the fuck was going on. And then they explained it. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. I thought the Yankees were just really excited to beat the A's. 11 to 0 <laughs> and it was <laughs> in like, I said, like, a, like a juco team yeah. <laughs> yeah um that's pretty much all i've got um again i don't i don't know how much longer we want to try to do this with my horrible uh toaster oven which <laughs> I, I i need to go get a new new computer new laptop um you know what this, like said, this, just a... this this thing runs off of windows 7 so <laughs> this laptop's like 18 years old this was just uh, the episode to kick the rust off Casino. We knew it was going to be uh, oh, it was it was bumpy. It was, it was oh, rusty. It was bumpy. But we'll be rusty. back next week. Uh, it was yeah. rusty Griswold. <laughs> but uh, also, I do want to say, I have been watching more baseball lately. My baseball team has always been the Angels. I just love the Angels. And I, I think they're one of the most fun teams to watch this season like uh, what well, i mean they've got, doing they have the well they crazy. have they have the most fun player in baseball they have, yeah. i mean shohei otani is is he's a phenom man he, i mean he's he has one of the best eras as a pitcher and he's got one of the best batting averages as a hitter like you can't, you can't get much better of a baseball player than that and it's crazy that they also have Mike Trout, who is such an afterthought because of how dominant Otani is. And Mike Trout is 
like always having a really good season and no one gives a fuck because Otani is every you know what? night. I think people don't give it. People don't give a fucking more. Is there once he re-signed with the angels, they, they were all just like, eh, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like his career, his career's done. Like he's never going to win anything. He's, he's with the angels, but I mean, I, I, I told you like the house that I'm in, um, my in-laws, they, um, she has, uh, I don't know if it's anymore, but season tickets, like partial tickets, and we would go to games like when the Red Sox were in town and whatnot. Um, yeah, and you know it's always fun to see Trout just you know right out there in the because we the tickets were right in the outfield, um, right right behind Trout. So I mean that was always fun to watch him play, and you're like, holy crap, you're watching this phenom Mike Trout play baseball. It's like this is crazy, and then you're like, oh yeah, well still the Angels. <laughs> yeah. There was a tweet I saw. I can't, I wish I remember who said it. Cause it was like, it was funny. And it was also like, this is super accurate where it was like Mike Trout. It was like newspaper headline, Mike Trout and Otani do something never seen in the history of baseball. And then it was like, dot, dot, dot angels lose 13 to three. And it was like, that's, <laughs> that was angels baseball for every year but this year where it was like these two historic players doing things never before seen in baseball and then still losing the game by like 10 runs and you're like how the fuck is this possible but this season i don't know maybe maybe look i uh oh casino's toaster's going into overdrive here uh but yeah, we'll be back next week. Back. We'll talk. We'll talk more uh, things that are contemporary. I'm try to upgrade to just stuff. a. I mean, I'm gonna get rid of this toaster, but maybe I can get a toaster oven. I hear those things are quite nice. They are pretty nice, and they toast your buns just how you like them. But I want to uh, heat up my frozen panini. <laughs> this has been a very rough episode of the only sports podcast hey, hey, hey. have fun editing <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly uh but i'm will that's casino we'll see you next week i don't fucking know when there's nothing to talk about so we'll just we'll you know what next episode we'll just do our best undisputed first things first uh debate stage casino we should do one of those episodes where we're just we're like before the show you have to do but we have to passionate time (laughs) yeah and i have to passionately disagree with you no matter what you say on any sports topic that would actually be a fun episode we should talk about that'd be fun um (laughs) here turn the other way let's see how this works let's see how this sets up that's egregious that's egregious. <laughs> B, B, BJ, 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 BJ. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about this. I actually do think that would be funny. <laughs> but uh, this has been the Only Sports Podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino over there. We'll be back with what could only be a better show next episode. And uh, yeah, adios. I'm so sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs>